are doing well. Welcome, welcome, welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. You guys know this. And I want to welcome everybody as you come in. Uh, and I want to really point out something that got me super excited today. Uh, some of you know about uh, Carvana stock. Uh, Carvana has uh, just literally doubled uh, in, in one month. It's kind of insane. And I'm super excited about it because uh, I talked to my students about it just a couple of days ago or a few days ago. And so uh, it looks like a lot of y'all made some money and I'm super happy about that. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> as you come in, please uh, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Let me know if you can hear me. Give me a yes if you can hear me uh, and, uh, in the chat. Uh, let me see here. All right. So let me uh, and also shout out the city that you're from. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite some people into this conversation. There we go. All right. And uh, and so let's see here. I see uh, playing now one big open truth. B1 fam. Good to see you. Shout out. Let me know what city you're from. I'll shout the city back. Uh, Aubrey, uh, how you doing? Katina and Montania. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm actually on TikTok. I'm live streaming on TikTok, too. My TikTok is just uh, Boyce Watkins. So you can feel free to look me up on TikTok. And also this podcast is on Spotify. So uh, I don't know if anybody has noticed uh, or paid attention, but Carvana is uh, one of those stocks that really made a move uh, this week. Uh, it kind of went berserk. Uh, it actually went up, uh, I want to say, about 42% today. And uh, over the course of this month, it's gone up, I want to say, about 97%. And uh, what I'm going to do is actually put Carvana stock on, on the chart. And, and I think Carvana stock is really a great example of something that I've consistently mentioned to you guys that a a good company is not always a good investment and a bad company is not always a bad investment because I'm going to tell you as far as good or bad companies go Carvana's not exactly at the top of the list in terms of <laughs> of companies with just solid business models in fact their stock has literally been hammered so badly that if I'm not mistaken the stock price now is literally a fraction of what it once was now I'm going to put this on the screen so you guys can see it here uh, you can see the Carvana stock just today alone. Um, I was just had it on my screen. I, every morning when I'm exercising, I'll have uh, Bloomberg up on the TV. And I saw Carvana up 42%. And I said to my wife, I said, yeah, I think we bought some Carvana. Let me go see what's going on here. And then we saw all the money and it was like, yeah, that's awesome, right? So anyway, uh, as you hit the like button, uh, everybody hit the like button. Uh, here you can see that the uh, the stock went up 43% today. Uh, the last five days, it's gone up 48%. The last month, you look here, it's gone up 96.5%, right? So that means that uh, a $10 investment would have doubled to 20. A $10,000 investment would have been 20,000, you know, whatever, whatever number you put in there. Now, if you look at the stock over longer ranges, you can see in the last six months, it's kind of gone insane. It's gone up 347% in the last six months. That's pretty amazing. That's an amazing movement in the stock price. Uh, let's look at the last year, though. Look at the last year. It, that's when everything turns blood red. So here, uh, people were buying when the stock was as high as uh, $51 a share. And if you look over a five-year range, uh, the stock, uh, it's even worse. Uh, people were once buying Carvana. Pay attention now. I want you all to listen. People were once buying Carvana for $349 a share. Can y'all see that? Do y'all see all that bloody red on the screen? If you don't see it on the screen and you're on, on TikTok, just, just imagine a blood red screen where tons of money's being lost, lots of financial carnage, people getting killed. And you can see here where the stock uh, actually, when it was at its peak, this is about what, 2021. 
Uh, Carvana uh, had a, has a business model where I guess they they sell cars in in this weird way and vending machines and all this other stuff and uh, and it was pretty innovative but there were lots of questions about Carvana's finances questions about their business model questions about their operational procedures the stock literally went so straight to hell that people wondered if this company was even going to exist in 2023 and so effectively what has occurred is that Carvana has. Um, started to kind of resurrect itself but i want you to compare right this is this this is a really important lesson about how perspective is critical in investing right perspective is critical because broke people don't understand this broke people don't understand this you know and and i and i fight with people on the internet all the time because uh you know you have a lot of men out here that uh that, that and women out here that just really are so interested in all these other things outside of investing they think investing is boring and i don't think money is ever boring and uh, and so anyway, I see John Maxwell made a, a stupid little comment in here. So I'm going to say this, though, uh, what John Maxwell should understand is that uh, is that as much as you might be mad at me, as much as you might be jealous of me, as much as you might be jealous of people that are doing well and you're not uh, just understand that uh, building wealth requires you to have a level head. It requires you to be intelligent. It requires you to be uh, able to maintain perspective as it pertains to uh, what's going on with with a particular asset, right? So here with Carvana, uh, you can see here the price is twenty two dollars and sixty eight cents right now. That is that looks like a big price. That looks like a high price. It looks like wow. Look look at how high Carvana is, but twenty two dollars is nothing compared to th the three forty nine that it was once trading for. So so the point here that I want to make is that Carvana shows you that sometimes the absolute worst company, the company that's down in the dumps, the one that's getting its butt kicked, can be the one that actually makes you the most money in certain situations. It doesn't always work out this way. It doesn't always turn out like that, right? Now, if you're in the Prime program, you guys know for a fact, all the students who are in the Prime program, if you're in here, feel free to say something in the chat. I told you guys about this stock earlier this week because I took a big position in the stock. So that's part of the reason why I'm in a good mood because I made a bunch of money. My wife my wife was, gave me an extra kiss when I showed her the stock. And so the, the, the reason I was interested in Carvana was not because I knew for a fact that the stock was going to do something like this. Uh, I like Carvana because I because the, the premiums on the stock options were very high. And Carvana, to some extent, I believe, has moved into the region of almost becoming like a meme stock. And so when you talk about meme stocks, uh, you know, they have a weird, almost irrational investing pattern around them. You have people that will just pay any price for these stocks. They'll pay any price for the options. They just want to get a piece of the action. And so what I do is, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to play that game with you. But I will sell my stock options to you so you can gamble with the stock that I own. You gamble. I get my money. I don't need to be greedy. I don't need everything. So now, can you short Carvana? Yes, you can short it. There's a lot of people shorting Carvana because there are a lot of people who believe that this uh, increase is temporary. Um, I personally sold some of my shares because uh, I'm not greedy. I also bought some put options to protect my position from the downside because now the put options are extra cheap. I could buy a $12 put option, which would have been extremely expensive two days ago, and I could buy it for a fraction of what it would have cost yesterday or the day before that. So what? what what's the long-term play? Well, the long-term play is... I'm going to just use my Carvana shares to generate weekly income by selling those uh, those call options on that stock. I want to sell out of the money calls 
to all the people that believes Carvana is going to keep on going up forever. I don't believe Carvana could, could keep going up forever. I don't know what Carvana is going to do. And that's the thing about investing, too, that's interesting. A lot of people think that because I have a Ph.D. in finance that I'm supposed to be able to predict what a stock is going to do. Well, what a Ph.D. teaches you, actually, is that you can't predict what a stock's going to do. That's what that's the biggest thing you learn when you get a doctorate in this stuff is, you know, what you know and you know what you don't know. And then you you don't then, you know what you don't know, you don't know, and you don't know what you don't know, what you don't know, right? Does that make sense, right? You, I, maybe it doesn't. It sounds kind of crazy, but let me explain. There are things you can control with investing. There are things that you cannot. There are plenty of people out here who don't have any credentials in investing who will tell you all day, oh, I can tell you for sure what's going to happen. Most of those people are lying. Most of those people are full of crap. But the problem is that there, it's not like there's a you know some researcher sitting next to them that's going to correct them when they come out and they they make things up. People are going to believe it if it if it sounds good. But I can tell you as a person who uh, who got paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to sit around and, and, and go through gigabytes of financial data on stock prices, I can tell you that you can't predict what these stocks are going to do. You cannot make that prediction. So with Carvana, I look at Carvana as this big beautiful Bronco. That uh, have, that made me a lot of money, but it's also the big beautiful Bronco that could cost me a lot of money tomorrow. So when you get something that's that volatile, your next goal should be to protect your position and think about what your goals are. What 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 what's the stock really going to do for me? <clears throat> the other thing is I'm not dumping all my money into Carvana, thinking that Carvana is going to be the thing that makes me makes me super rich. I'm not doing that. Uh, that's bad investing. Number two. Uh, I put some puts in place to kind of give me a floor so that if things go bad tomorrow, I'm not going to lose everything. Uh, what else do I do? Well, um, I like to sell call options because that's a somewhat bearish strategy. That's that's me saying, yeah, I'm excited, but it is, uh, what do you call it, cautious optimism. I'm, op I'm cautiously optimistic that this stock is doing well. Maybe it'll keep going up. I want to be there for that, but it could go down. So let me shave a little bit off the top, right? So effectively uh, managing your investments is uh, is is something that you really want to understand when it comes to your, your stocks, your options, everything else. Uh, options are an important part of that. And actually, we have a program called Prime where all we do is we look for stocks like Carvana that we act, we can actually sell call options on to generate income. So if you're interested, uh, feel free to go just go to my website, voicewalkins.com and watch that video called How to Make Money Without Working. And that's where I kind of explain how it all works and, 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 and all this other stuff. This is what I actually do to make my money. So feel free to go to voicewalkins.com. The training's right there. Uh, also, I'd like to, if you would give me a second, I want to say thank you to uh, the people who help make these podcasts possible. Uh, Dr. Q's Fresh Breath Club.com. Dr. Uh, Quiglis is a dentist out of St. Louis, one of the most respected black dentists in the country. And he actually has a suite of dental products that he uh, owns. It's a black owned company. And also he has an affiliate program where you can actually offer his products to your friends without actually having to take delivery of anything or, or give anything. They do all the shipping for you and you can get 20% of whatever you sell. So if you have friends that brush their teeth or you have friends that don't want their breath to stink, uh, you can go to Dr. Q's Fresh Breath Club.com and you can sign up for his affiliate program and offer this black owned product to your friends. Take business away from Colgate and Procter and Gamble and give it to the black community. So Dr. Q's Fresh Breath Club.com is uh, one of the sponsors. So thank you to him. All right. So let me let's hop back in. So we're talking about Carvana. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, let's see. JB Girls asking, what time is the meeting tonight for Prime members? Uh, actually, there is no meeting tonight, but I am going to text you guys very soon, and we're going to schedule a meeting. So tonight, there is no meeting. We don't meet every single week. Uh, I, but actually, 
I did have a, I was going to do an interview with Professor James Small and, and that actually got canceled. So maybe I could do an emergency prime meeting, but I don't want it to be uh, on too short a notice. So, uh, so just um, uh, I'll text you guys and let you guys know uh, when we're going to meet and anybody who wants to uh, learn more about uh, how, you know, how I generate consistent income selling stock options, feel free to go to drboysprime.com. That it tells you everything that comes uh, with the training. So feel free to take a look at that. All right. So here is, uh, I'm going to read a little bit more about Carvana and kind of talk about what's going on here, what the dynamics are, so you can understand what's going on. Uh, so here it says that Carvana stock was trading 25% higher on Thursday after the online car retailer updated its outlook following months of aggressive cost cutting. Uh, the Tempe, Arizona company announced it expects to achieve adjusted EBITDA earnings before interest taxes and depreciation of about of above $50 million in the second quarter of 2023. Earlier this year, Carvana has signaled it would reach positive adjusted earnings in the second quarter, but hadn't given an exact amount. Carvana also expected its non-GAAP, don't worry about what GAAP, just generally accepted accounting principles, non-GAAP total gross profit per vehicle to come in above $6,000, representing a new company record and a more than 63% improvement compared to the same quarter last year. The team's persistent focus on driving profitability has resulted in significant savings and efficiencies, and this work will persist as we continue to execute our plan, says CEO Ernie Garcia in a company statement. So the shares have gained more than 300% year-to-date, uh, amid rallies reminiscent of a pandemic era meme craze. So uh, that's where that word meme is coming in. Uh, there are lots of people who believe, and I am one of them, that, uh, that Carvana could become one of these meme stocks. Now, when you see a meme stock trading, one of the biggest things that you, uh, that you don't want to do is um, one of the biggest things that you don't want to do is start participating in the meme craze. I, I, I don't believe in that. I believe that uh, that that's for suckers. I really do. I think that when you're buying meme stocks uh, on a regular basis, hoping that they're going to keep going up, it's, I'm not going to say suckers. I'm, I don't want to be mean. It's gambling. It's basically gambling because what you're doing is your, 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 your prices are floating on thin air. There's no fundamental valuation to kind of justify what you're paying and uh, bad things can happen. And you see what happened. Like for example, with GameStop, GameStop dropped about 30%. Uh, the other day. Uh, and, and there's no legitimate reasons why these stocks kind of do what they do. So you got to be real careful with meme stocks. However, uh, think of a meme stock. The way I visualize a meme stock is I visualize a meme stock is like uh, the way GameStop took off and the way, um, uh, what was it? Uh, AMC took off and all that. That's what that was, Cynthia. And by the way, um, uh, Yinka, Yinka, you're asking about the, the prime text messages. Yeah, I'm going to send out an email and uh, and tell you how to get on the text list for students that are in the prime program. So uh, so just check your email, Yinka. And uh, also you can email support at the black business school dot com if you're not getting the messages. But uh, but I think I thought you got a message. That's why you were here. But it's OK, though. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll email you the information. All right. So um, so basically with meme stocks. Um, these are stocks that, that kind of behave in an irrational way. They can do these really crazy dramatic things where suddenly the stock price will go up, you know, 300% for no reason at all. And this frustrated a lot of the researchers and a lot of the experts in, in investing. Uh, it frustrates people like the Warren Buffetts who believe that financial valuations are supposed to make sense. But what happens is that when the market goes crazy, whenever you're in the middle of a frenzy, everything starts to go nuts. So what I visualize it when, when there's uh when, when everything, when there's like all this, uh, you know, pandemonium going on with where everybody's euphoric about stock prices. Cause they're going up, you know, and everybody's making money. I visualize a nightclub where everybody's drunk. 
right? I visualize a club where everybody's drunk and they're using drugs and everybody's high and, and nobody's really in touch with reality. So in that situation, you don't want to be high and drunk like everybody else because that's just that's not going to put you in a good position and make you vulnerable. Uh, but if you're the nightclub owner, then you understand little things like whenever people are high and drunk, they, they waste their money. They do silly things, right? They'll buy extra liquor. They'll buy at the bar just because they want to impress the girls or whatever. So a nightclub owner says, drink up, do what you want to do, have fun, you know? And, and then he ends up, he's in the back counting his money. A lot of the nightclub owners don't even drink. They want everybody else drinking, right? So effectively, what I want to encourage you to do is be the nightclub owner. When you see uh, meme stocks acting crazy, uh, you can do things, for example, uh, like uh, one thing that I did to make a ton of money off GameStop was when people were, were paying a lot of money for those stock options, I sold the options. I don't want to be a buyer. I want to be a seller. When the price of something goes up, you don't want to be the buyer. You want to be the seller. So I just went in and I would just sell the options and and, and let people gamble and speculate. And, uh, and then I would just get my money. And that actually happens in a lot of other areas. Like, for example, NVIDIA. A lot of you saw NVIDIA stock just shoot up like crazy. Anybody remember when NVIDIA went up? Anybody, anybody happen to own NVIDIA? NVIDIA is just such a beautiful company, the way they were able to benefit so much from the AI revolution. Well, NVIDIA isn't rolling the dice on AI. NVIDIA is providing what they refer to as picks and shovels for AI. NVIDIA is going to make money whether AI works or not, or whether these companies, these other ventures succeed or not. Why? Well, because NVIDIA makes the chips that you need if you even want to play the game of AI. If you want to create an AI venture, you need NVIDIA chips to do that. So they're not trying to get in and, and compete with the AI companies per se. They're just providing the supplies. For companies that want to compete in AI, right? So uh, ultimately, um, I don't need to be in the basketball game, but I like selling the basketballs, right? If that makes any sense. So effectively with Carvana, uh, what I see is that the, the stock price likely went up, number one, because the guidance was very good, meaning that the company came out and said, these are our numbers, but we expect our numbers to be really strong. Uh, a lot of that forward-looking guidance, these predictions, these expectations uh, can move a price up. In the stock, the other thing that uh, happened with Carvana that I saw, I you know when I look at Carvana, I look at a company that is like like think of it like a basketball player. That it's he's not the MVP, but he might be the most improved player, right? Or the or, or win the what they call the six man award. You know, in basketball, you have the six man award, which is not the best player on the team, but he's the guy that comes off the bench and and contributes at a level that exceeds expectations, and that's why it's Carvana was a massive moneymaker for people who bought that stock when it was low is because they expected the company to only do to only make a certain amount of money and they made they made much more than that. Now if you were a Carvana owner going back to when it was 349, then you're still upset. You're still mad because you still lost over 90%, over 90% of your investment. 90%. So just understand this. This is another important thing you got to understand. A lot of people don't get they think that when you become an investor, you're going to always make money. They think that when you, because you're an investor or because you're a business owner or whatever, that you're always going to make money. That is so not true. Every investor, every business owner isn't always rich. Uh, and, and so never believe that. You know, there are uh, financial challenges that come with every level of the game, whether you're the owner of the business or you're the employee. Everybody has some sort of financial problem they have to solve. So with investing, uh, you have that volatility that, that does occur in the stock market. The best thing you can do is manage it. You can wait it out. 
And you also have to have some courage to have the ability to keep investing even as the price goes down. So if you bought Carvana at 349 and then you watched it drop down to 320, then you watched it drop down to 280, then you saw it drop down to 220, then you saw it drop down to 150. And then, you know, if you were buying all the way down, just buy, 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 just what they call dollar cost averaging because you just believe in the company and you were buying all the way down into the dip when it was six, seven dollars a share, then maybe you made a little bit of money. Maybe you made a little bit of money. I made money from Carvana because I was I bought a few hundred shares when it was at six. Now it's at 22. Life is good on my Carvana investment. But that does not mean that this is a good company, right? This company was absolute garbage. And what they did was they took garbage and they made it into uh, less stinky garbage, right? So the garbage used to really stink and really used to be rotten. And now it's like garbage that's almost tolerable, but it's not... Uh, it's not a diamond. It's not a gold mine. It's not a beautiful company that's just going to make insane amounts of money. It's still a company that has significant problems, but it just so happens that those problems are not as bad as they used to be. Give me a yes if you understand what I'm saying. Give me a yes if you get that. Uh, and, and also, I want to remind everybody that my podcast is on Spotify. So if you go to Spotify, look up the Dr. Boyce Breakdown. You can find it there. If you are into uh, content that will make you smarter, richer and happier than I'm your guy. That's my goal. Every day I say, how can I make people smarter, richer and happier? So uh, that that's what we do here. And also I want to say thank you to another sponsor uh, of this podcast, mjwest.solutions, mjwest.solutions. That's the website, not.com. It's mjwest.solutions. And this brother, let me tell you about MJ West. He is uh, into fitness and he's into helping black people become healthy. Uh, I saw a study today. You know, I, I was talking about how health is wealth, but health is not wealth. Health is actually more important than wealth because if you don't take care of your health and you're because you're off making money, then you're going to lose all your money anyway. So you might as well not even do anything because all that's going to happen is the pharmaceutical companies and the hospitals are going to take their money back. They're, they'll sell you the donuts in the front of the store and the diabetes medication in the back. And let me tell you something I saw today that got my attention. I actually, this is what inspired me to work out even this morning again with my wife. Uh, I saw where there was a guy who said, I, and I don't know what his credentials are, so I can't vouch for the information too much. But he did say that um, that he said that if a person, if a, if a woman is obese, pay attention now, this is going to change your life. He said, if a woman is obese and she works out regularly, she will on average live longer than a woman who is not obese, who does not work out. Did y'all get that? Did y'all hear that? That a, that a fat woman who works out is going to live longer than a thin woman who doesn't work out. He also said, I, I couldn't believe this, this blew my mind. He said a man that smokes with hypertension that works out regularly is going to live longer than a man who does none of those things who does not work out. I, can, I, I was stunned when he said that. So I was like, wait a minute, a man who smokes and has hypertension that works out lives longer than a man who doesn't have those things, who doesn't work out? So this, and, and then he said, this is another piece, just a little factoid to carry away with you with this conversation. He said that for every hour you spend working out, you live an extra three hours. Did y'all catch that? Okay, so I want you to kind of consider this information. I, I really, as much as I want to see everybody investing, that's my goal. I'd like to see everyone investing a little bit. That's going to make a big difference for your children. Uh, but I also want to see you investing in all the things that matter. And I'm going to tell you, your bank account's important. Your stock portfolio is important, but it's not as important as your health. You're, you lose your health, it, life life gets pretty bad pretty fast. So, so make those investments. I'll, I want you to think about investing in a holistic framework. Anything I sacrifice for now that gives me benefits in the future, 
that is an investment. Every conversation you have with your child, every minute you spend in the gym, every second you spend in therapy, every minute you spend trying to work on your marriage, all those things are investments. Do you understand? Every minute you're spending listening to me, because you can be doing other things. You're making, you're investing right now. Yeah, pay attention now. Look, I'm not as popular online as because I piss people off because I tell the truth and I don't care what people think. Uh, so, so I I'm not as popular as like a rapper with eight babies mamas. If I was if I was some rapper with a rat to rat, you know talking about my babies mamas on Instagram, I'd have a hundred thousand people in the gram listening to me explain how to destroy your life, how to catch STDs, how to kill each other, and how to waste all your money. Right? That those those conversations get lots of traffic from the community. Uh, this these conversations about ways to make your life better, ways to solve problems, ways to build strong families, ways to build wealth. These are not popular conversations because we've been put into this victim box. So so really, by being here, you're saying something to me about who you are. And, and like when I meet B1 people around the world, I don't meet when I meet y'all, y'all, y'all don't show up ignorant. When I meet y'all, y'all don't show up raggedy. When I meet y'all, y'all don't show up uh, with, with bad values. You show up with solid families. You show up as a happy uh, whole person. You show up as a person who's making the right decisions. And I can tell you, I promise you, with everything I put on, everything I love, if you make those investments now, they will pay off. You just got to do something every day that's going to make your life a little better. So give me a yes if that's okay that I went on that little rant. I have to share that because I think this kind of stuff is very, very important. So anyway, do me a favor. Uh, hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Let's finish up our conversation about Carvana. And I want to say thank you to MJ West Solutions for helping sponsor this podcast. If you have a black-owned business and you'd like for us to shout you out, just go to drboysfinance.com. I'll leave the URL on the screen, drboysfinance.com. Micah is the name of the person that will take care of you. Tell her I sent you and she'll hook you up. And someone says, do you ever know, wonder why people are so drawn to negativity? I think that that uh, draw to negativity, to be honest with you, comes from the fact that I think as black people, we're really trained uh, on victimhood. I believe early in life, we're trained to just kind of feel like we have no say in how our lives turn out. And every single study I've read shows that the less control you feel over your environment, the more depressed you are. So it's not a coincidence that black people have the highest rates of depression and anxiety because uh, one thing that they find in, re in research studies is that when you don't feel like you can change your condition, when you don't feel like there's a way out, when you, you it creates hopelessness. Hopelessness creates shiftlessness because it's like, why would I even try if there's no hope, right? Why would I go dig for gold in the backyard when I believe that there is no gold back there, right? So that hopelessness, creates uh it, it, it does create a kind of laziness where you just say well i'm not going to try because the white man's going to stop me if i try anyway and then also it makes you depressed so there's lots of depression in our community because nobody ever told you that you can be a factor and a player in this game called your life like you can that your choices your actions your your investments are going to make the biggest difference in terms of how you turn out and that's not a popular message people get mad because it's, they think i'm talking like a republican and i and i tell them i'm like look i'm not into democrat or republican stuff i don't vote for trump or biden but it doesn't matter you 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 know people have been taught to believe that and i believe that there's an effort for people to keep us negative and to keep us helpless because if if i convince you that you're sick and i convince you that you can't get better on your own then you're going to become desperate and scared. And then I can say, here, take this pill or here, do this thing for me. And then I can take care of you, right? I'm going to lend my power when I'm afraid and helpless. 
then I give power away to other people. So that's why in, in politics, they'll say, well, your life will be better if you just vote for this guy or your life will be better if you just get this shot, right? Instead of being proactive about your health, just get this shot and it'll make everything go better or make everything better and you don't have to do anything, right? So to some extent, I think that black people are trained uh, to think like children. We're, we're really treated like children in this country. And I'm not a fan of that because I'm a grown ass man. I'm sorry, that's what I'm going to be and I'm not going to change that. All right, so anyway, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, my website's boycewalkins.com. There's lots of free resources there. Uh, also, we have financial flashcards for children, financial workbooks for kids, <clears throat> things like that. So if you have kids this summer, you want to get them ahead of the curve. I am a finance professor. You guys know this. I have to repeat this for new people to come in. Uh, and uh, and I have some great tools that will get your kids 100,000 years ahead of the competition. All right. So uh, let me read a little bit more about Carvana stock. <clears throat> and then we're going to call it a call it a day before we bounce out. Uh, and uh, some of you are listening on Spotify. Uh, look up Boyce Watkins. You can find us on Spotify. So when I, if you if you ask me, so here's another thing that they wrote about Carvana and Yahoo. They said that the company wants a pandemic darling laid off workers last year in an effort to cut costs and preserve cash. The used car industry, which experienced record high inflation in 2022, has seen prices soften this year amid higher interest rates. Carvana's stock was crushed last year over concerns of possible bankruptcy. Douglas Author, managing director of Huber Research Partners, told Yahoo Finance earlier this year, quote, the equity market is largest shut off and the bond market is lar largely shut off. So where is the money, money going to come from if they run out of money? That is a big problem companies run into. A lot of people don't know this, but companies don't typically fail because they can't be profitable. Companies fail because they don't have cash. Cash is what messes you up. If I had a choice between being profitable and having versus having like access to all the cash I need to keep me afloat, I'd rather have the cash. The profitability is nice. Don't get me wrong. But do you know how many billionaires and multi-billion dollar companies just survive because, because they've got access to the cash they need? They, they Their companies, I don't know if Uber is making a profit yet, but some of these companies, Uber, Amazon, others, lost billions of dollars every year for years and years in a row. So having money available is really one of the biggest barriers for black-owned businesses, right? You have a good business, but even a good business is going to have a downturn. Even a good business is going to have some situations that don't quite work out. And having cash available is almost like um, it's almost like having a house and having the fire department nearby, so that in case something catches on fire, you can put the fire out. You know, that's it's, it's, not, it's not ironic that money is called liquidity because I, I think of it like almost like a fire department. If you have access to cash. That really solves a lot of financial problems in ways that are deeper than you can even imagine. Access to cash is everything. Cash really is king in that way, in the sense that um, if you give me access to cash, if somebody, if Warren Buffett said, Boyce, I don't want to give you any money uh, for, to build a black business school, but I'm going to give you access to borrow up to a billion dollars at any time you want, interest-free, then, then that's it. You can't tell me nothing at that point. I'm worth a couple hundred million just by having access to Warren Buffett's money. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just having access to cash, that's huge. In fact, when we have the reparations conversation, when they start asking what, what do black people want for the next election, I'm going to say as part of reparations, I want access to capital. I want every black person who's been trained to understand the value of home ownership to be able to go to the bank and get a loan, a low interest or interest free loan for at least three hundred thousand dollars so they can buy a home. First step one, that increases black wealth by a trillion right there. 
That right there increases black wealth by a trillion because homeowners have more wealth than poor people. Number two, I would say I want every black business owner with a solid business plan to be able to get access to a quarter million dollars in capital, in cash. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a grant. It doesn't have to be a donation. Just cash, interest-free, that they can use to scale up their business. And then we'll train them on what to do. We, we'll, we'll help them figure out what to do with the cash. But I want them to have access to the cash. That increases black wealth by another trillion or two. You don't understand. Access to capital is everything. That's that's that that's that side of systematic racism that a lot of you don't see because we're not trained to sort of understand that and think about that. We think that access to cash is or 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 a borrowing money is bad. No, borrowing money could be the thing that changes your life. Every company, every great company in America, has debt. Damn near. Netflix was making two billion dollars a month. Uh, in their company, and they still went out and borrowed $14 billion. Well, why would they do that? If you're making $2 billion a month, why do you have to go borrow $14 billion? Well, because they wanted to expand. They had good ideas, good investment opportunities. They wanted to be able to go out and grab everything, right? So effectively, that access to capital, that access to cash thing, that's what made me worry about Carvana, is profitability is one thing for sure, but it was really their access to cash that was going to drive them into bankruptcy. So apparently they must have solved that problem. Uh, looks like Carvana is uh, is able to make some moves that's keeping them alive. Uh, the, I don't think that this news means that they're not going to uh, go bankrupt. I think they could still, they're, they're still not out of the woods yet. Because remember, this stock is at 22. It used to trade at 349. It'll probably never get back to 349. I can't imagine that. But, um, you know, then again, though, if you like to speculate, it might be a stock worth looking at. I'm, I'm going to keep ownership of some of my shares. I sold off about 20% of my position. Um, I'm going to sell call options on the stock because the calls sell pretty good. And, uh, and, and that's, that's why, and I bought some puts. I, I, when I sold the stock, I bought some puts so I could create a floor so that I, I can minimize my losses if the stock crashes again. All right. So that's my two cents. Um, that's it. And someone mentioned a firm, a firm is doing pretty well. Yeah. That's another one we had talked about. I got to go look at it, but it looks like a firm is doing pretty well. So that's a good thing too. All right. So by the way, if you want to join us, uh, for prime class and learn, uh, how we generate consistent income with the sell, sale of stock options. Uh, just go to boyswalkins.com. There's a training called How to Make Money Without Working. It's totally free. Take a look at that, and that'll kind of get you started and kind of let you know what we do uh, in case you want to join us. So uh, take care, guys. Have a wonderful day. God bless you, and I will see you soon. Be good. Peace.